You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 101, and today we'll read 2 Samuel chapters 22 through 24 together. David writes a beautiful song of thanksgiving, followed by his last written words and his purchase of the threshing floor where Solomon's temple would be built. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and new. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. Second Samuel chapter 22 David spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all his enemies and from the grasp of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. You save me from violence. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. For the waves of death engulfed me. The torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress. I called to my God. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry for help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the heavens trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He bent the heavens and came down. Total darkness beneath his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. From the radiance of his presence, blazing coals were ignited. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High made his voice heard. He shot arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me 
according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I let all his ordinances guide me and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless before him and kept myself from my iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. You rescue an oppressed people, but your eyes are set against the proud. You humble them. Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord illuminates my darkness. With you, I can attack a barricade, and with my God, I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your help exalts me. You make a spacious place beneath me for my steps, and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and destroy them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I wipe them out and crush them, and they do not rise. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They look, but there is no one to save them. They look to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust of the earth. I crush them and trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among my people. You have preserved me as head of nations. A people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me cringing. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. God, the rock of my salvation, is exalted. God, he grants me vengeance and casts down peoples under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. I will sing praises about your name. He is a tower of salvation for his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. 2 Samuel chapter 23 These are the last words of David, the declaration of David, son of Jesse. 
the declaration of the man raised on high, the one anointed by the God of Jacob. This is the most delightful of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules the people with justice, who rules in fear of God, is like the morning light when the sun rises on a cloudless morning, the glisten of rain on sprouting grass. Is it not true my house is with God? For he has established a permanent covenant with me, ordered and secured in every detail. Will he not bring about my whole salvation and my every desire? But all the wicked are like thorns raked aside. They can never be picked up by hand. The man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear. They will be completely burned up on the spot. These are the names of David's warriors. Josheb Beshebeth, the Takamonite, was chief of the officers. He wielded his spear against 800 men that he killed at one time. After him, Eleazar, son of Dodo, son of an Ahohite, was among the three warriors with David when they defied the Philistines. The men of Israel retreated in the place they had gathered for battle, but Eleazar stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tired and stuck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. After him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Hererite. The Philistines had assembled in formation where there was a field full of lentils. The troop fled from the Philistines, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck down the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty leading warriors went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam, while a company of Philistines was camping in Rephaim Valley. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So three of the warriors broke through the Philistine camp and drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, Lord, I would never do such a thing. Is this not the blood of men who risk their lives? So he refused to drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abishai, Joab's brother and son of Zeruiah, was leader of the three. He wielded a spear against three hundred men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. Was he not more honored than the three? He became their commander, even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kabziel. 
a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, an impressive man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went down to him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Joab's brother Asahel, Elhanan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah the Herodite, Elika the Herodite, Helez the Peltite, Ira, son of Ikesh the Tekoite, Abiezer the Anathothite, Mebani the Hushathite, Zalman the Ahohite, Meharai the Nidophathite, Heleb, son of Baana the Nidophathite, Ittai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah of the Benjaminites, Benaiah the Pyrathonite, Hittai from the wadis of Gaash, Abialban the Arbathite, Asmaveth the Barhumite, Eliaba the Shealbanite, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan son of Shammah the Hararite, Ahiam son of Sherar the Hararite. Eliphalet, son of Ahazbi, son of the Maacathite. Eliam, son of Ahithophel, the Gilanite. Hezro, the Carmelite. Pearai, the Arbite. Igal, son of Nathan, from Zobah. Bani, the Gadite. Zelek, the Ammonite. Nahareai, the Beerathite the armor-bearer for Joab son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hethite. There were thirty-seven in all. Second Samuel chapter 24 The Lord's anger burned against Israel again, and he stirred up David against them to say, Go, Count the people of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of his army, Go through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and register the troops so I can know their number. Joab replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times more than they are, while my lord the king looks on. But why does my lord the king want to do this? Yet the king's order prevailed over Joab and the commanders of the army. So Joab and the commanders of the army left the king's presence to register the troops of Israel. They crossed the Jordan and camped at Aurora, south of the town in the middle of the valley, and then proceeded toward Gad and Jazer. They went to Gilead and to the land of the Hittites and continued on to Danjean and around to Sidon. They went to the fortress of Tyre 
and all the cities of the Hivites and Canaanites. Afterward, they went to the Negev of Judah at Beersheba. When they had gone through the whole land, they returned to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab gave the king the total of the registration of the troops. There were 800,000 valiant armed men from Israel and 500,000 men from Judah. David's conscience troubled him after he had taken a census of the troops. He said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I've done. Now, Lord, because I've been very foolish, please take away your servant's guilt. When David got up in the morning, the word of the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer. Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I am offering you three choices. Choose one of them, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David, told him the choices, and asked him, Do you want three years of famine to come on your land? To flee from your foes three months while they pursue you? Or to have a plague in your land three days? Now consider carefully what answer I should take back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad, I have great anxiety. Please, let us fall into the Lord's hands, because his mercies are great. But don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the appointed time. And from Dan to Beersheba, 70,000 men died. Then the angel extended his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it. But the Lord relented concerning the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand now. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Araunah the Jebusite. When David saw the angel striking the people, he said to the Lord, Look, I am the one who has sinned. I am the one who has done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please, let your hand be against me and my father's family. Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite. David went up in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord had commanded. Araunah looked down and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So he went out and paid homage to the king with his face to the ground. Araunah said, Why has my lord, the king, come to his servant? David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the Lord, so the plague on the people may be halted. Araunah said to David, My lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for the burnt offering and the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Araunah, gives everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered Araunah, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for twenty ounces of silver. He built an altar to the Lord there 
and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord was receptive to prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel ended. It has been said that David's motivation for this unsolicited census was done out of pride. God has made it clear time and time again that the strength of Israel is not in the size of its armies, but in him. And from the severity of the punishment, we also see that God has no tolerance for pride and will not share his glory with anyone or anything. I have often gone back to David's words when he was negotiating with Arauna for the threshing floor turned altar. I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. When we think of the sacrifice that Christ made for us, it ups the ante. David's service to God went beyond ticking a box, fulfilling an obligation. He did whatever he did out of a love, a humbleness he had for his God. I can only pray that my service comes from such a devotion. I would love to hear any final thoughts or impressions you have as we close out this book about David's life. I hope you found it as exciting and enlightening as I did. Let me know at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.